The Frozen North, Episode 53. Get ready for 2015! Hello and welcome to the Frozen North Gaming Podcast. My name is JJ and I'm here alongside my two friends, Mark. Howdy, y'all! He, like, actively tries to not laugh after oh my, that. Yeah, but the look on his face, yeah, it, I have to painful. laugh. <laughs> Howdy, y'all! And then he's like, <laughs> I wish I could have screen capped that for people, because that was great. Yeah. Man, I mean, well done on your part, but hey, <laughs> I, I am to please. Oh, man. And as always, we are joined by our third friend and co-host, Brian. Hi, guys. It's Brian. We're here to talk about games. Wait, wait. Does that mean you're your own friend and co-host? Yes. If yes. he's number three? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Number, hey, number three. I am your on. friend and co-host. That's true. Uh, here's my so. new intro. Number three on the podcast, number one in your hearts. Ah! <laughs> There's that awkward silence again. Oh, man. Episode 53, guys. 53. How we How we doing? Man, doing well. Man, here, seems like it was just yesterday <laughs> we were on episode five talking about how it was 20% more podcast than we've ever done before. Don't check those numbers because <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm winging this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If this is your first time listening to us, we welcome you. Uh, like I said, we are the Frozen North Gaming Podcast. We talk about video games. What kind of video games, Mark? All kinds of video games that involve story <laughs> and plot. <laughs> and a few others, if we feel like it. Yeah. Yes. It's just video games in general, honestly, yeah. at this point. Well, unless it's like Madden 2015, we wouldn't talk about that. It's got a great that. story, Mark. Yeah, you know what? It depends on who you ask. I've heard a lot of people who invest a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, stock into what happens in, in that kind of... Anyways, we're getting off track. So... If you would like to contact us, our email address is what, Mark? Frozennorthpodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. And we have a website at what, Brian? www.frozennorth.net. It is not even remotely our website <laughs> at all. <laughs> if if I may, fngaming.net. There it is. Oh, there it is. Oh my God. Thank you for taking up enough time for me to think of it. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> to, sir. For, you mean for him to look at his notes? Yeah. <laughs> We have a Facebook at facebook.com slash the frozen north. Our Twitter is at FN Podcast. We have a blog at frozennorthpodcast.blogspot.com and we're on iTunes where you can always subscribe to and rate us. We would appreciate it. Also, Thank you very much. You can also subscribe. You can subscribe. Please subscribe. You can... <sighs> It'll Every never time. die. It'll Every never time. die. What? It's all right. It's okay. Gotta get me with something. Oh So what have we been playing? You know what? I'll start off. I don't think I ever start off. Yeah. What have you been playing? I have been playing uh, World of Warcraft. Where? Obviously, we've been we've been Boo, still hiss. keeping up on raids. Yeah, you're just mad because you don't play anything for longer than ten minutes. So an MMO oh! is outside of your wheel. <laughs> what? Wheelhouse. I will have you know, I spent more than ten minutes on each of the two games I'm going to listen. Eleven minutes, <laughs> twelve. Yes, yes, yeah, accurate. <laughs> that's between the two. Yeah, he just waits for the timer it's to total. go off, and ten minutes he's like I'm going to play for a whole other minute. Oh <laughs> <my gosh. laughs> uh, I'm still I'm still chugging on through Pokemon Sapphire, and uh, I have. Uh, since uh, Christmas was this past week, I've been actually playing uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers. 
quite a bit. I actually man. played with uh, Isaac a couple is it, of Is it uh, quite fun? Ago. It is. It's a blast. There's a lot of cool modes in there. My cousin and I did a lot of the co-op stuff. Can you create, like in uh, the one for the Wii, can you create levels? You, uh, yes, and it's so much better because oh. like the one in the Wii, yeah. you basically pick from shapes that they have and you right. put them in there. With the Wii U, the, uh, the touchpad, you actually draw how you oh. want the landscape to look and stuff. Ooh, that is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm having a good time with it. And you can actually create your own characters as well. Oh, cool. Which is cool. So, yeah, I'm having a, having a really good time with that. I, I, I like it a lot more than I thought I was going to. So I've already unlocked everybody, and, and it's just it's a good time. Uh, question, uh, based on that. what I, I saw them at GameStop. What are Amiibos? They are little, like, statue-type, like, right. dudes of uh, Nintendo characters that you can collect, which is what most people are doing. Or you can actually use them to store game data. So, like, your character can go in there? Correct. Okay. So, like, you buy the Link Amiibo, you tap it on, I think, the controller yeah. uh, on the Wii, and then it stores all your wins and losses and all that stuff for Link. So, if you go to somebody else's house, you can just tap it on there and have Correct. your Link. You oh, that's that's kind of cool if you think about it. The only I'm, I'm afraid, though, because, like, I, I think it'd be cool, because Link is, is my guy that I yeah. like to use on there. I would love to pick one up, but I know as soon as I get one, I'm going to be like, I have to get them all. Want them all, yeah. So, I'm kind of sketchy to do that. And right now, I hear they're getting hard to find. Which is stupid. I don't know why Nintendo's doing this. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna gripe a little bit really quick about Nintendo Shocker. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so like, they come out with stuff that is so cool. I don't know why they don't run like like make more of these things. Right. Like, there's so many amiibos that are hard to find, and people are already starting to price gouge some of them online. That, in addition to another perfect example, is the uh, the adapter for Smash Brothers for GameCube controllers. <laughs> you look on Amazon if you want to get it new with the Smash Brothers game, you're gonna pay like 200 bucks. Oh my god, it's insane. Uh, the game came out for I think sixty. Even even just the adapter by itself is super expensive as well. It's like fifty or sixty bucks uh, used, I think, on eBay. I right. saw. Why wouldn't you just make more of those? People really want this, want to play it, and and like it's basically like if, from what I understand, at some GameStop, if you, uh, they're they're still waiting on pre-orders yeah. to come in to get restocked. It's like there's so many people that want this stuff. Why do you make so few? Yeah, Nintendo just does not plan anything in advance from what i can tell they hate money they, <laughs> they they're allergic to money i, I just well they claim to be all about fun and trying to you know make things accessible for everybody it's like well then make it accessible right i want one so because i would love to use my gamecube controllers for this game yeah that'd be awesome but i, I mean i've got the, the pad obviously and then i've got a uh, one of the super controller plus thingies um, which is nice but i mean the wii motion controllers are terrible yeah for, for this kind of thing. Uh, so anyways, shocker, I know that I had to gripe about Nintendo again. I'll call it the new, new gripe. The new, new gripe. Uh, <laughs> Mark, what have you been playing? I just played the first episode of Telltale Games' Game of Thrones video game. And? Uh, it's really good. It's, well, I mean, if you like Telltale Games, it's good. If you don't, then you're not going to like it because it's more of the same. It's essentially... A bunch of quick time events and dialogue based decision making. It's got four main characters from like the main TV series, which are actually voice acted by the actors from that show. So that's really cool as well. All in all, I mean, if if you like either that developer or the uh, book and TV series, you'll love the game as well. Nice. Yeah, I, I definitely am going to be checking that out. I think Brian said the same thing. For sure, I'm a but, big Game of Thrones fan, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And Walking Dead obviously was awesome. I haven't played that episode. I, I don't get it. I don't like buying Telltale games. I I did it back when uh, Sam and Max was big, yeah. but it really annoyed me when 
I bought one episode at a time because I really wanted to play right. the next one. And so same way. And I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have purchased this except it was twenty five percent off for the the whole six episode arc. Gotcha. So I figured I might as well. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And I like supporting them. But well, sure. Anyway, and the other game I'm playing is The Witcher Two. I'm in the middle of I guess chapter one. I've done the prologue and done a few of the missions. Already, it's much better than the first Witcher. Yeah. Just much more playable, less frustrating, less confusing, although still fairly confusing. Are you playing on PC? Yeah. Cool. All right. That's it. All right. So there's Mark's 20 minutes that he's been playing. <laughs> what? Uh, sorry. Oh, 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 no. We, oh, agreed, we agreed on 11. Get, My mistake. Get, yeah. 22 <laughs> I minutes. will say the first episode of the Game of Thrones thing was actually fairly long. I think it was like three hours, maybe. Oh, wow. Whoa. Which Crazy. It seems like their first episodes are longer because they have to establish a lot more than... Yeah. Right. Shorten them down to like 90 minutes of pop after that. Cool. Brian. Uh, World of Warcraft, obviously. Um, got my Death Knight main tank basically sitting for raids, and then I'm leveling a, an Alliance Druid. Have you been getting gear in raids? Oh, yeah. I'm like, a, oh, man, that must be nice. I'm, at, I'm in the 650s now. I can't remember, but my eye level is pretty legit. We have an ongoing joke in our guild that yeah. I can never, ever freaking get gear <laughs> in raids. I got two pieces last time because nobody else rolled on them, and I rolled, I think, like a six and, and one, a one or something. One was a BOE drop, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. <sighs> the life of reeks. Anyway, uh, and then also I finished my second playthrough. I am going to be reviewing uh, Bioshock Infinite for the month of January. And I wanted to refresh my memory, so I went back and played it again. So I've beaten the main game, and now I'm going to be playing the Under the Sea uh, DLC this weekend, and I'll be ready to write. Nice. Yep. Very cool. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Excellent. All right. Uh, News. What do we got? All right. First bit of news is a new Saga game is coming out. (laughs) saga uh it's a ps vita game it's announced for 2015 uh it's got no it's got really no working title it's it's got a working title right i guess i should say um but uh was announced at the 25th anniversary stream of saga kinji ito will most likely be handling the music also square enix recently filed for saga asterism Trademark, which that could possibly be the title of the game. Uh, so look for it next year. Now, have either of you guys ever played a Saga game? I haven't. I haven't, but I heard they're big. They're really, really hit or miss. They're either really good or really bad. Like uh, uh, Unlimited Saga yeah. was my least favorite game of all time. I yep. hate that game with a passion. But Saga Frontier, I absolutely adore uh, still to this day. So, I'm, I'm you know, I'm uh, and Romancing Saga is really good as yeah. well. I'm just kind of... Uh, I'll definitely check it out yeah. for sure. Plus, I mean, it's on the Vita. I just got a Vita finally. Vitas are great. I'm excited. Vita is slowly starting to creep up on 3DS as far as like my favorite handheld. Uh, still, I like 3DS a little bit better, but uh, there's so many more games for the Vita now. So it's kind of starting to even out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, our friends over at the Suikoden and Revival Movement now have an official website. Yay! Excellent. Woo! Glad uh, to hear that. Head on over to SuikodenRevivalMovement.com for everything Suikoden. Uh There is no bigger time to be a Suikoden fan, obviously, as uh, number two finally uh, hit PSN. Yeah. And I'm sure that the Suikoden Revival Movement is not done there until Konami announces a, another game in that franchise. That, that was kind of like a Christmas miracle. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, absolutely. And I, I even if they do come out with a six, I doubt they'll be done. 
I would imagine. And you know what? If if Konami's smart, what they'll do is they'll they will look to these guys for like some sort of consulting work. Yeah, absolutely. For real, because they are true fans of the series. They appreciate yeah. obviously talking to Ryan. They know what it's about. They know what the fans want from the series. Yep. And uh, I, you know what? I I hope they never go away. No, I, I agree. Yeah. They got a website now, so it looks like they're here to stay. Uh, so if you're a if you're a new Suikoden fan like myself, head on over to that uh, that website and enjoy the the playground that is the Suikoden Revival Movement. We need to plug one more time. It's out for PSN now. That's right. Ten dollars. Yeah. Get Suikoden two and one for the price tag. It's definitely worth the amount of content. I mean, hands down. Great game. Even with like thirty less characters, it would be worth the content, right, Brian? Forty to fifty less characters. <laughs> but with one hundred and eight, you're, you're getting you're a lot right. of characters. Right. That's <laughs> that's over ten characters per dollar. Yes, if you're doing a characters per dollar, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ratio yeah. right there. All right, uh, PSN and Xbox Xbox Live. Xbox Live were um, hit pretty hard with the DDoS attack over the Christmas uh, break. Probably not a I mean, obviously, the DDoS attackers knew that everybody was going to be off work and out of school and, and wanting to play, and I think that was See, the, the n- game. Nobody noticed on the Xbox because MCC still doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good point. Wow, look at Mark, Mark. making an Xbox joke. <laughs> hey, man. Nice. Um, so the DDoS attacks brought the PSN and Xbox Live networks to their knees over the holiday weekend. Guys, DDoS attacks... Let's talk about them for one second. They're it stands annoying. for Distributed Denial of Service Attack. Which is basically an overload of servers, basically pinging the server saying that you're a person when you're not. Uh, it's kind of a new form of hacking. Uh, I, I wouldn't would call say it, new. Well, I would say it's a new form of trolling. Because really, you with, typically with hacking, you don't you gain something like credit card numbers. It's a new or, form of being an annoying little douche. Yes. Uh, I honestly think these people need to get a life. Maybe pick up a gaming hobby. Like, well, they can't because PSN and Xbox, right? Are down. But you know, I don't know. It just I feel like they, though they may not be new, Mark, they're definitely on the like. Well, yeah, because people have realized how easy it is to do. Yes, and cloud servers are cloud clouds serve cloud serving. Is that how you say it? Cloud servering is becoming very, very, very big. <laughs> yeah, clouds <laughs> the cloud service of the servers in the cloud, cloud. surfing. Well, so I think that with the uh, you know emergence of cloud, the cloud being a big, a big thing now, I think that's where DDS attacks have started to you know. You're saying they they, they cause a lot of strife on the cloud. Correct, cloud strife. Heyo, Mark, Look you go. Okay, well, Mark, I appreciate the segue into our next story. Speaking of the Master Chief Collection. Owners of that collection will be receiving an exclusive ODST game remaster and a few other things as 343 Industries apology for their continued uh, struggles. Yay, consolation prizes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What they'll be getting is a Halo 3 ODST campaign redone into 1080p with 60 frames per second. uh, Which is a pretty pretty cool deal. That's my favorite game in the series. So I... I, It's pretty uh, good. That's a pretty good apology. Um, you're also going to be getting Relic Halo 2 Anniversary Multiplayer Map available uh, via free content upgrade for anybody, obviously, uh, with the Master Chief Collection. Um, and then, obviously, you're getting one month free of Xbox Live Gold. So, And you're going to get an, in-game, an exclusive in-game nameplate and avatar. So 343... I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's being pretty humble about it and eating a little bit of crow. Um, yep. Honestly, I don't think... 
it was as much three four three industries' fault as it was Microsoft's fault. Definitely for you know, I, I really hope this teaches Microsoft a lesson. You you can't rush a game just to make a little money, uh, right? Because now you're losing money. You know, you just you you push the game up to hit the holiday season. It wasn't ready, and now you're losing money on it. So congratulations, yep. Microsoft. You made a a horrible business decision. Way to pull an Ubisoft. <laughs> Yeah, uh, hopefully Microsoft learns from this and uh, realizes that gaming's a little bit different. You can't literally just be greedy and throw right. a game out there. Um, it will absolutely hit a wall like it did, and nowadays, uh, where everything's online, you're going to pay dearly for it, uh, which I think they have. And I, 343 Industries kind of caught in the middle. Yeah, this didn't, used to happen often when we didn't have connected consoles because Correct. you release the game, and if it's broken... It's just broken forever. Right. That's right. how it used to be. So, yep. Definitely. Uh, and then Nintendo is working on its next console already, uh, which may be powered. Not the new 3DS. No, it's a new uh, um, actual console, and it may be powered by AMD, which suggests that Nintendo's starting to realize that while power is not everything, it is something. So, I think they're going to be coming out with a real actual which uh, also current gen. The fact that they're going to a different chipset means they're probably yep. not going to have backward compatibility. Yes, of course. Right. Um, will Nintendo suddenly be the f- fastest horse in the race? You know, will they will they surpass uh, PS4 and Xbox One as the most powerful system? I don't know. Uh, is this a desperate attempt to right some wrongs of the Wii U? Maybe um, trying to get a new console out as fast as possible to maybe salvage a little bit of the because man, they just the, the the Wii U they just completely failed on that one. I'm sorry. I still have no plans on getting it. There's still nothing on the game console that I would want to buy right now. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. And lastly, will this new system be called the new Wii U 2 to confuse everybody uh, involved? The the main issue, and that's that's funny. the uh, <laughs> the main uh, The main issue is that a lot of the the flack that Nintendo is getting is from the hardcore gaming community. Yes, Nintendo is not a name that is synonymous with hardcore gamers. It may have been at one point. But now you think Nintendo, you think casual, casual, family friendly kid games, honestly. And I know a lot of people are not going to you know, like me saying that. There's people who are going to disagree and blah, 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 whatever. But no, that's that that is the way it is. Yeah. People think Nintendo and they think kids. It's going to take something drastic for them to kind of not necessarily get rid of that image, but lessen it to where they can actually appear appeal to a uh, more hardcore audience. Right. Um, and I think this this is a good move for them. If you think about it logically, we're all of the age where we grew up with Nintendo being the hardcore gaming console. Right. And then all of a sudden they just kind of abandon like most consoles grow up with their um with their audience. Mm-hmm. Nintendo just kind of abandoned its big block of core that it kind of grew up with when it was back when it's hardcore. And I don't know that it was necessarily 100% their fault though because a lot of the franchises that were with Nintendo to start like Final ship. Fantasy, perfect yeah. example. They saw the PlayStation's capabilities, and they were like, well, they're going to be disc-based. They're going to have a lot more you know, capabilities for us. This is what we're going to do. Nintendo was like, well, screw you. We're going to keep going our own way. And I feel like, like Nintendo's mm. stubbornness got in their way. I right. do. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and they're still... I love them to death, but they're still one of the most stubborn companies out there. <laughs> so, yep. uh, cool. Anything else? That's it, guys. That's it for news. All right. Cool. We are going to do a quick Beyond the Game segment. Uh, oh, and as always, our, our links are going to be in the uh, links to those articles are going to be in our uh, news section on the website. Yep. FNGaming.net. What's the website, Brian? FNGaming.org. Dot info? Dot info. Dot edu. Dot gov. Dot gov. Dot 
net. Dot net. All right. So, what do you guys think? Is there a point when a game becomes way too cinematic? Games used to be simply gameplay, and that was it. You might have like three or four lines of text, and then followed by tons of gameplay. Now we have games with forty-five minute cutscenes, or you know, I mean, I've heard rumors of other ones that are even longer. Do you feel there's a point where a game becomes too cinematic and it's not even worth calling it a game game. at that point? Uh, Yes and no, and I thought about this. Uh, I was actually playing Bioshock Infinite, which is a... I'm marking this up really really quick. I'm going to go yes and no on this. That's what I like to hear. But let me explain. As soon as I'm done explaining, it'll be completely off off of what Mark usually does about just being right in the middle. I just got done playing Bioshock Infinite, which is... I call it a Half-Life 2 narrative kind of game where you aren't really losing control of your character the cinematics are happening around you so you're kind of controlling your perspective on it um you know like a ship gets you know explodes you don't have to look at it you're you're controlling your character yet there is still cinematic set pieces in the game Uh, i think that's where games need to tread that line of uh player uh agency versus because we've all played i've played metal gear solid 4 and it's a fantastic game, but you know, having to put your controller down for forty-five minutes to watch a scene is awesome. But at the same time, I feel for me specifically, I love the Metal Gear Solid franchise, and I do. But it does take you out of the immersion because you're literally okay. Now I'm watching a movie. Now I'm watching a movie. Now I'm watching a movie, and then back mm-hmm. to playing. Uh, it almost feels like you're playing the game just to get from movie cutscene to movie cutscene to movie cutscene. Rather than it's one fluid world where you're just moving about and you are things are going on around you. Uh, Bioshock Infinite is a great example where things are happening mm-hmm. and you're still in control of your character and they're big giant set pieces. So I think think you just need to tread the line where I, the point is to be cinematic. That's the point of a game. But with ga- there's the movie cinematic way, uh, which I feel like should be left in Hollywood on the big screen. I want gaming to separate itself a little bit and be more interactive movie where you are still in control of your character. Uh, you kind of have the, you know, the control of the camera. So, oh, there's a ship exploding, but then there's this building collapsing over here. Which one do I want to look at? Well, you choose. You know what I mean? Uh, you're in the world, so the cinematics are around you. That's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like the question here is, well, the question we should be asking, the one that comes to mind is, what can games do? That movies can't do. I'm not looking at that right now. <laughs> what what can games do that movies can't do? If if we're just showing a bunch of cutscenes to someone like Brian said, then why isn't it just a movie? But here's a great example of a game that is basically just cutscenes that could never work as a movie. Dear Esther. Dear Esther is a game where you just walk through this little island, a, a, a abandoned island, and listen to a narrator talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And you look around, and you kind of have these hallucinatory visions. But it's up to you to take notice of things, find them out for yourself, and decide what it all means. Definitely. And it wouldn't work quite. It wouldn't be quite as interesting of an experience as a movie. On the other hand, you've got your Metal Gear Solid fours with their forty-five minute cutscenes, where you're doing absolutely not, nothing, and you've put the controller down. That's kind of maybe not where video gaming should go. I don't think it matter. I I don't I don't mind it. Like I said, Metal Gear Solid has always been that way, and I still love the series to death. They're some of my favorite games. I just want gaming in general to 
find its own way to tell narrative. Uh, yeah. The biggest thing about gaming is player agency. Rather, with movies, you are you are being shown a perspective, and you cannot ch- that that perspective is being fed to you. You don't have the ability to change perspective. In a game with player agency, you get to choose what you see, what you don't see. It's all about that agency, and I want that to remain. Uh, Half Life Two did it very well, where the cutscenes were happening. But you could still walk around the room, do other things mm-hmm. that you necessarily didn't have to be like forced perspective. Can I give a Mark answer? Go. Um, I don't want to choose. If I knew exactly how I wanted every game to be, I would just play one game series and leave it at that. But I want to have hundreds of different experiences that are unlike the last experience I had in the last video game. So I want games to be completely non-cinematic, fully cinematic, and everything in between. Yeah. That's how I feel. But can a game be too cinematic? No. You don't think so? No. What about... Uh, if, if every game started being way more cinematic, I wouldn't like that. But if, well, there, was, think, if okay. there was a game that was an outlier that was really cinematic and I liked it... Let me, let me give you an example of, of a, a game that I think can be too cinematic. The Walking Dead. Now, I know that's how it's designed. I know. But, but hear me out for a second. I loved it. I loved the cinematics. I loved playing the game. I loved the story and everything. However, it got to the point where every time I like, if if all of a sudden you're you're watching a cinematic, you're, you're listening to the story, really invested in what's going on. All of a sudden, a quick time event comes up where you're supposed to crawl towards a gun or do something else. I yeah. honestly found myself rolling my eyes a lot of times, like, oh geez, I got to play. I got to do this. I got to push this button really really fast for like ten seconds, and then it's done. It's like, what was the point of even doing that? Yeah. You know, I mean, would that and, and honestly, that that might not even be a case of of a game being too cinematic, but maybe too little gameplay. That would be what I consider an interactive movie, and I, uh, Heavy Rain uh, is basically that, Same way. Yeah. that game. It's it's a uh, basically Heavy Rain is a movie you're watching, but you're also interacting. So you're doing what you said is definitely. I don't roll my eyes when that happens, but I found myself several times, even with Game of Thrones, where I'm interacting with the story, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, I'm playing a video game. I have to do this thing now. Yeah. yeah. And I, I see your point, but I also feel like those those games sort of, sort of harken to the visual novels of Japan. Which do you, have you played any visual novels before? Not that I can recall off the top of my head. They're, they're essentially. I mean, they usually come out handhelds. Uh, they're basically just reading a bunch of text and making decisions and watching cutscenes, like a choose your own adventure. No, basically, yeah. I don't think not. Not so. And they're really memorable. popular. I, I don't have a problem with them. Because they're not like taking over the industry. Not every game's turning into that. Right. So for me, it's just another option for more variety. Right. Agreed. See, there, they, and that's the thing is there are there are a lot of games that people do feel like uh, a good example. Final Fantasy X. When it first came out, a lot of reviewers went into that. They played it, and like you know, people who fans of the series were like, "Oh, you got to check this game out. It's got it's great. You should totally review it." Blah, blah blah. Yeah. A lot of people went into it that were reviewers played it and then we're like what game is here it's all you know walking and fighting for two minutes and then cutscene 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 and they said the you same know? thing about the uh the xenosaga games right yeah which, exactly which i thought were fantastic and, and as did i but there's there's people out there who feel that those were too cinematic and i think a lot of that also um had to do with the time because we were just yeah. coming out of that everything was gameplay and you know with like five second cutscenes to we're making these big giant story based cutscenes uh, and putting them into the games people weren't used to it yet because nowadays we have tons of games like that where it's very cinematic there's a lot of lot of scenes going on and people don't mark that as a huge complaint as often at least from what I can tell so I think that was that was also part of the time but I don't know I mean I 
I think Brian's absolutely right. I think it, it, it all comes down to immersion and what's going to make you feel like you're actually in this world as opposed to a movie when you're just watching it from an outside perspective. And I think, I think that your point exactly about like being able to walk around while stuff is going on and doing things is, is a great way to do that. Now, yeah. if there's too much going on and I'm walking around to where all I right. can't focus on it, like Borderlands... It's hard for me to get into because it, then I'm like, I don't even know where to start. It right needs now. to be done right. Exactly. And there are some things that you can't give player agency 100% control. Uh, even in Bioshock Infinite, I was kind of, I could still move my head, but I, ha- I couldn't go anywhere because they want you to see something that's like the, the biggest fear of a storyteller. Um, I know that uh, I've heard it said on multiple occasions is that if you make a game like Half Life 2 or like Bioshock Infinite where it's a player driven story, what if they miss a huge plot piece you know right yeah that's why valve does extensive play testing yep and change entire parts of the game sometimes yeah i mean that's why they're still play testing half-life 3 (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) but uh i just i like i don't think a game can be too cinematic but a game with too much cinema can be can pull you out of the immersion because all all, Mm -hmm. games are literally games are literally a so you have you have paintings uh and then you have you know books are, I call them static immersion. Like right. you can get immersed in a book, you can get immersed in a painting, but only to a certain extent. And then movies take it a step further because uh, now you have basically a moving picture where now you're even more immersed. And then gaming's that another step forward where now you're even more immersed because you are controlling your world. You know, and then obviously we've got Oculus Rift coming out, which is another step forward. We're basically keeping these steps followed by Holodeck. Correct. Well, this, <laughs> but it, it's it's. It's true. Like, we keep yeah. making those steps towards the whole a world we create. It makes you wonder how they're going to handle cutscenes with the Oculus Rift. Right. Yeah, like, are they going to... Because it would be weird. If you had to look... You'd be, you It'd be weird the, if you I mean, couldn't you can't do, look you can't around do, and it just showed you one specific right. point of view the entire time, no matter what you did. And you can't do third person, just in general. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, first person. It's yep. just... I, I'm, I'm very, very curious to see how they do that. So should be interesting. Although I wouldn't mind if you did a third-person game with Oculus Rift. When a cutscene happens, you can move the camera with your head. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. We, I don't, uh, we just a lot of cool stuff coming out. I, I don't know. I just think that uh, this is a really good, a really good beyond the game because this is kind of, this is kind of the age-old question of get, what are games? Yeah. Uh, well, in my opinion, they are a step forward from movies. This is a um, classic question, but like every generation, it's got completely new context. Uh, angle to it yep mm-hmm. we get more context as we get more and more advanced so but i think i think you're 100 percent right in that the goal of the goal of any to- sort of virtual type narrative or storytelling is going to be immersion how immersed are you going to get and we keep pushing ourselves towards becoming more and more immersed in these Holodeck. worlds these yeah. stories and everything like that yeah, yeah. absolutely well, i mean all, all art all art is escapism you know it's Anybody who says you know fiction and art is not escapism is, is not right. Mm. All of it is a way to escape what, what life is to have you know to move away into this different world, right? And so we're always trying to create worlds. Well, games are just another step in that you know, or another cog in that machine to keep going until eventually we can actually create worlds. Right. I mean, that's where we're heading. And it's actually, yeah. Mark. It's funny that you say it say it like that. Uh, the uh, when Star Wars: The Old Republic came out. The MMO. I got the collector's edition, the big box. Yeah. And uh, I had, uh, I showed it to, I showed the opening cutscene to my dad because he's a big Star Wars fan also. And I was like, you got to yeah. see this. This is awesome. Show it to him. And he, he's watching, you know, 
Jedi Knights and Sith just go at it and, and stuff blowing up and, and stormtroopers and, and all this stuff and everything. And he's like, well, that's stupid. Why don't they just make a movie out of this? It looks really good. And I was like, <laughs> but in his mind, that's that's what made sense because he came from when movies were, were getting big and all that bet. stuff like that. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but I get to actually play in that world. Yeah. I get to be a part of it. I get to fight in that battle. So it's like, to me, that's even more exciting. So absolutely, yeah. it comes on like, you know, as we move forward, which generation, yeah. you know, is, is looking at what part's going to be the most immersive for them. Yep, you bet. So, cool. Anything else? I think that's Anybody it. Else? So, right. I, I guess the answer to the question is a game can't be too cinematic, but then you're blurring a line of whether it's a exactly. game. I was going to say the same thing. It's like, can a thing be too cinematic? No. But could being too cinematic stop it from being a, a game. game? Sure. Yes. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Deep, deep thoughts with uh, Bramarkin. <laughs> that's our that's our mashup name. Bramarkin? Bramarkin. Brock. I like Brock. Oh, we can high five again. Only can. this episode. Nice. Yeah. Don't you have to do two every time? No. I can't reach you. That hurts. <laughs> wow. Wow. He can't. There goes Mark's paycheck for the week. Whoa. All right. Top five. Top five. We are, since 2014 is winding down, uh, in all honesty, I didn't think this year was that great for gaming. It, um, was, it was decent, but it wasn't spectacular. I think this year, I think 2014 will be the game, the, the year of gaming lessons. What, what did we learn? Bad launches. Um, bad lunches. And bad uh, brunches. Oh. I don't know what's happening you right just, now. You just blew my mind, man. Thank you. We'll talk more about that when we do our top five from 2014, somewhere like a month from now. You bet. But I think 2015 is looking to be incredible. It has very high potential rating. Yes. Just based on, you know, what what big titles are coming out. And so we are doing our top five games that we're looking forward to in 2015. Honorable mentions. Mark, what do you got? Mark, honorable mentions. I forgot. <laughs> he told us before the show that he didn't have any honorable yeah. mentions. I can think of one honorable mention without troll, uh, like trawling through a bunch of lists to remember what games are coming out. Okay. And it is The Witness for the PlayStation 4. <laughs> you just had to announce it like that. The, the Witness! Witness! Man, I'm looking forward to this game because it is made by the creator of Braid. Well, there you go. There you have it. I don't know anything about it, to be honest with you. How uh, about... Final Fantasy Type-0. Looks interesting. Looks like it could be cool. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Gonna pick that one up. Man. I, it, it's my guilty pleasure. I don't know if I would put it on a list. X? Huh? X? Oh, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles Xenoblade X. Xenoblade Chronicles X. The only reason it's not on my list is because I'm still not a huge fan of the battle system, and if they didn't change it much, then Man, yeah. I don't really want to... That's good ones. Do, I thought of an analogy the other day on Xenoblade's battle system. It's like lukewarm coffee. So, like, you've got your slow-paced, turn, turn-based turn battles, right? Cold coffee. People like iced coffee. They like drinking stuff that's been chilled. Yep. Then you've got your fast-paced action RPGs where stuff's flying across the screen going absolutely ballistic. Right. Hot coffee, typical, what most people probably like. All right. And you've got right in the middle, which is Xenoblade's battle system, which is not very slow, but not very fast. It's mmo And it's like, it's like lukewarm room-temperature coffee. It tastes it, like crap. Terrible. It plays like an MMO. Yeah. You need to throw some ice cubes in that coffee or put it in the microwave. It's because it's, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's got an auto attack feature, so it feels very MMO-esque. 
I yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah, so yeah, those are those are solid ones. Yeah, Xenoverse, I, I would put it on my mentions list, but yeah, because I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I but it's not too, like my game of the year. Hell yeah, no. <laughs> I am too. But with Dragon Ball Z games, you have to, I guess, err on the side of caution. No, I'm just excited yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, I have absolutely. no qualms about saying it's probably going to be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it's not. I I, uh, I really hope it's uh, it's going to be pretty cinematic and, and very dry, like good. <laughs> I hope it's going to yeah. be good. All right, awesome. There you go. All right, top fives. Mark, why don't you start us off? My top five is everybody's <laughs> gone to the rapture. That's your top five. <laughs> <laughs> he did do it every time. He did do it. He did. Oh. Mar- Mark, so yes. that's all five games. My, so Mark's done. My, my number five uh, is everybody's gone to the rapture. Now, when they went down there, did they meet some big daddies and some little sisters? No, they didn't go to that rapture, dude. Come on. <laughs> this is. Uh, I even got this that is one. from the Chinese room, who made Dear Esther, who also made the expansion or the side game to Amnesia. A Machine for Pigs. And they're working with Sony Santa Monica this time to make an exclusive for the PlayStation 4, which is upsetting to me because I don't own a PlayStation 4, <laughs> which means I'm going to have to buy one. Yes, you are. Um, hashtag Mark 2000. Um, damn it. I was just about to say it. Hashtag Mark PS4 2015. Yep. Hashtag Make Better Console Purchasing Decisions. The Witness, as I mentioned, is also PS4 exclusive. We want that trending on Twitter. Yeah. It's never going to happen. No, I know. But you know what? If we can get like two people to tweet retweet it, yeah, I'll be yeah, happy. Done. There's Hash- not really much to say about this game. They haven't shown much about it, but just the the people working. It's just on the it fact that you enough. don't play very many games, so you're no, excited for that like- is not <laughs> why. It's because they've made some excellent games, and this guy really the 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 head guy of the Chinese room really likes to experiment with what games can be. Right. So cool. There you have it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll go. My number five is. The new Star Wars Battlefront. I absolutely adored the last Battlefronts, both of them. Unbelievable. Had a great time with them. Still, every now and then, my uh, my cousin who lives down in Florida, we we kick on uh, uh, Battlefront Two on Steam. And man, I just love you know half your group is around flying and ships blowing each other up, yep. shooting down the big ships while everybody else is actually on the ships, do first person shooting. Uh, it's just such a blast. So much they can do with it, and and the fact that it's going to be next gen now, so excited. Are you nervous that it's EA? I don't know. I I feel like it's not that EA puts out bad games. It's just that they are. You they know, have a propensity for chopping off a lot of content and selling it to you. Right. So is it going to be enjoy Battlefront? Here's this map for nine ninety nine. Here's this ship. Oh hey, pilot the Tie Fighter for two ninety nine. <laughs> You know what I mean? Hopefully like it's not like that. I, but I, that's kind of where hey, hey, hey. let's let's give EA some credit. Okay, they are really good at buying great studios and making them good. I mean, if microtransactions show up in that game, will you be a little upset? Depends on what the microtransactions are. If they're all cosmetic, I don't care. Okay. If they're like actual like buy this or you can't beat the game, battle on Tatooine. Like, battle on Tatooine for nine ninety nine. Uh, yeah, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Man, don't ruin so, this for me. I'm just saying, knowing EA. Uh, mind you, they You're made... You're right. That's what sucks. <laughs> like, knowing EA, in even like even though Mass Effect, I would consider their, like, best, you know, licensed property, they still had day one DLC or pre-order incentive DLC. If, which, you, yeah. if you liked I, the old Battlefront games, you should play the new 
Halo games because like a dozen of the top people from those games went to 343 Industries. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Cool. Just to derail the topic a little bit. Yeah. But anyway. So that's my number five, Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brian. I just wanted to Way know. to ruin Christmas. I wanted to know if that was something that you uh, was, uh, would make, made you nervous. <laughs> Brian, what's your number five? My number five is Metal Gear Solid Five. MGSF. MGSF. Not wrong, because it does start with an S. <laughs> True enough. Uh, MG- MGS5, Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, like I said earlier on the podcast, Metal Gear Solid is one of my favorite series. And uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 looks to be incredible, to be honest with you. Open world? Yeah. What? Open world stealth game? Are you kidding that's me? That's crazy. Yeah. So that's definitely um, on my top five for 2015. Heck yeah. I don't blame you. Mark, number four, sir. My number four is Quantum Break. Hey, an Xbox exclusive. Made by Remedy. R- Remedy. Do you know who Remedy is? They're they made, uh, making Quantum Break. They, <laughs> they are making Quantum Break. <laughs> they are. You, you got, got me there. <laughs> they made the original Max Payne games. Yep. They also made the Alan Wake games. And now they're making Quantum Leap, the video game. Are they really? No. Oh, okay. But... It's kind of similar. There's a science experiment that went wrong, and now the main character can control time in weird ways, like freeze it, go into bullet time, do all kinds of cool stuff. That's Quantum Break. Yep. Yeah. Quantum Break. And the game you're talking about. I am talking, I'm talking about it right now. That's my number four. Why did you go Italian? Quantum Break. Why did you go Italian? Why did you go Italian? Italian? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> being, you're being racist by assuming that's Italian. I am Italian, <laughs> so... Yeah, he's Italian. All right, well, I don't then, like when people say Italian. Then it, let the annoying. record show that I didn't accurate Italian. You accent. did not. Anyways, Quantum Break. I, I don't know. I really... The no gameplay interest. video looked very good. I'll, I'll admit that. I'm it's, very, it's on Xbox, though. Here's the deal. Could it be? Let's be honest here. This is a game... I don't know that it's going to be incredible, but I really, really want it to be incredible because it's unique and it's from a studio that I really, really like. Sure. And there's other games sense. like, oh, I could put Halo 5 on there, but... I know that's going to get like a, a B from me. <laughs> True yeah. enough. All right, then. Mark's number... What was that? Your four? Four. Quantum Break. My top four. My number four is Zelda Wii U, but it shows up later on somebody else's list, so we'll talk about it then. Ryan? Uh, my number four is The Order 1886. Uh, a PS4 exclusive that I cannot wait to get my hands on after seeing the game. You know, when it first debuted, they had that cutscene where they're by the, the wagon and they're like, you know, there's fog and you kind of had a shroud of mystery. You were like, I don't know. And then they showed the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. I had no idea what it was about. And then, man, that because gameplay. I, this was one of the ones I was going to put on my honorable mentions until I saw you had it on that, yours. And oh. And Man. and I was I was excited obviously because a PS4 exclusive is always when you know when and it looks in like a new IP I was like okay I I got a cutscene I didn't really know much about it but then they showed the gameplay and I was like oh my god I want to play this so much it looks awesome yeah it does it really does so that is my number of four Man. solid Mark what's your number three my number three is Zelda Wii U which JJ had as his number four correct. <laughs> Yo, and now we are discussing it. <laughs> Start us off, Mark. So, uh, <laughs> what? Jeez. How do you feel about the cell shaded graphics in Zelda Wii U? I, w- I think it looks beautiful. They Wind look Waker. really good, don't they? I th- you know what though? Um, let me let me stop you right there. I think it's actually a mix between Wind yeah. Waker. It's an in between Wind Waker and Skyward Sword. They kind of meshed them. 
Yeah. Because it's, it's not as heavy-handed as the cell shading. Yeah, and, Skyward Sword had more of that pastel painting definitely. A look, and then the Wind Waker was pretty starkly cell shaded but this game, when I saw the video, looks looks kind of a mix. In a way, it almost looks like a like a storybook. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it, I mean, it, I'm not 100% sure still what open-world Zelda means, because uh, to me, all the other Zeldas were open-world, but... The fact that you know what they showed on the gameplay videos that they've released so far, and just how far you can go, Isn't and the and world huge, like oh yeah, ridiculously yeah. huge. It's Massive. like Zelda meets Skyrim. Wow! If they would just add experience points, I hate killing stuff in that game because I don't get anything for it. You get heart containers, and always feel in you get Zelda. little hearts and like, why am I fighting these guys? Leave me alone. Rupees. Yeah, you get the rupees. A lot of times you don't. Sometimes you kill stuff and you get nothing. By the way, why is Zelda's currency system the same as Russia? Weren't those ruples? Ruples, sorry. Rupees. Ruples. Brian? <laughs> just deep thoughts. Did anybody else just hear that train just completely derail? <laughs> right there. Just want to... Wait, what? Yeah. The, uh, ah, Rupees is go. a national. It's like Just a. Let it go. Is this your top three? Uh, number three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Even my comeback. Yeah. Is this your top three? No. <laughs> no. Technically, it's not at all. Uh, <laughs> Mark, we do top uh, five here on the Frozen North. <laughs> Anyways, to summarize, Zelda Wii U looks absolutely gorgeous. It looks amazing, and I don't know why Mark's looking it's, forward uh, to it because he's never going to get a Wii U. Uh, well, but, now now that we've heard that news. That they're making another Wii console. <laughs> I'm definitely not getting a Wii U. I I am absolutely stoked for it, though. I I mean, anytime a new Zelda game gets announced, I'm I'm excited for it. So we will uh, we'll have to wait and see. But it looks it looks spectacular already. So, all right, Mark's number three. All right, my number three and Brian's number three is the same. We've got the same number three. We do. It is The Division. Ubisoft's The Division. Oh my gosh, this game. The more I see of this game. It just keeps looking better and better. Yep. Um, how would you describe it, though? It's kind of like a... It's almost a Destiny-esque, like, online... Uh, concurrent... On, what do they call that? A concurrent online shootery McGavin? Right, but it doesn't seem like you can only play with, like, four people at a right. time. <laughs> right. It's. I think it's more of a open world type... It, it almost seems like... Get your friends, go into this world, and see how long you can survive. Yes, exactly. It's, like, you can bet Brian and I are going to be teaming up day oh, yeah. one, freaking just going out there and doing what we can do. Like, JJ, go behind this car quickly. We're, <laughs> right. And then we get somebody else on their tablet yeah. coming in with the little drone yep. stuff. Man, it just, oh, man, it looks so cool. I, I feel like Ubisoft is really starting to spread their wings as far as um, integrating a lot of different features uh they did that one um app with uh watchdogs watchdogs it was really cool i think they're 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 continually trying to innovate obviously they're going to fall flat sometimes but i always i don't ever fault a company for trying something new and failing because at least they're trying something new definitely you know what i mean uh this is my whole argument when we talk about final fantasy 13 versus old final fantasies i want i want them to continue to try something new do something different I don't ever want them to be like, well, we're just going to go back and do what we used to do. Because you don't get any better that way. And that's how I feel about Ubisoft. And that's what, why the division is so exciting to me because it's something new, you know? It's something that yep. hasn't been done before. And, you know, some, some company is going to hit hit big and then that's going to be the new trend. You know how uh, uh, with open world games, um, when GTA first hit the scene, that was something brand new. And then, boom, it exploded. And look how many open world games we have now. So I, I really I love it when companies push the envelope and try to innovate. 
Yep. It just looks so much oh, fun. Oh, it did. That, uh, it really hours does. of just surviving and shooting and, and the graphics alone. Can I be a Debbie yep. Downer for a second? Uh-oh. I just have a rule with Ubisoft that I always skip the first game in a series because I oftentimes have a So what if there's only game. one game in okay. the series? Man, you're referring That's to That's why a- you guys are buying it so that there will be another one <laughs> ref- and then I can get on board. You're referring to Assassin's Creed and yes, Assassin's Creed 1 was rough, but that's really the only game that they came out with. I mean, with. look at Far Cry 2 versus Far Cry 3. I made the right well, I didn't wait. Far Cry 2 wasn't the first game in the series. But yeah. it was the first game they made in the series. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was uh Crytek before them. Uh-huh. That's true. Okay. Far Cry 3 was a great game, though. It was so much better than the second one. <laughs> All right. So, that is the best number three possible. It's the top three. The Division. All right. Whose turn is it? So it's you and I. That's Mark. Mark, your number two, sir. My number two is Final Fantasy fifteen, but it shows up later on someone else's list. So, we'll move on. Okay. All right. My number two is probably a surprise to everybody. No, honestly, no. It would have been on my list if it, it was in my it was in my personal honorable mentions. But it, you know, obviously, I am absolutely excited for Star Fox Wii U. Yep. I freaking love the whole franchise so far. Love Star. It's Fox. it's a rail shooter. Um, would I love to see like more openness in the new one? Absolutely. And they haven't really shown much of it, which kind of sucks. I wish they they would, especially since they said it's coming out before Zelda. Yeah. So I'm surprised that they haven't shown more. But uh, man, I just cannot wait. I'm I'm really, really, really keeping my fingers crossed for some online co-op or at least some local co-op. Yeah. Because uh, I think that would be just awesome. And uh, I, I mean, what else is there to say? It's Star Fox, man. I Star Fox 64. I played for hours. I've beaten that game so many times just because it was so much fun. The branching paths that you can take and I need to get it on the 3DS. It's my one of my big must buys. Star yep. Fox uh, 64. 3D. It is. Uh, it yeah. Just man, I can't wait. I am super, super excited. You you can. Bet your rear that I will be buying that day one. Yeah, the only reason any the only reason I don't have any Wii U's on, uh, games on my list is because I'm not even sure I'm going to be getting a Wii U in 2015. So, I, understandable, yeah. completely understandable, especially with everything that's coming out on PS4. Exactly. So, like, my what PS4 time is going to my PS4 is going to start paying for itself here soon. Yep. Uh, okay, so that's my number two, Star Fox Wii U. Brian, what's your number two, sir? My number two is The Witcher 3, but I don't want to talk about it right now because it's on somebody else's list, so I'm going to wait. That was so edgy of you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Number ones, man. Uh, Mark, what's your number one, sir? Where's my list? <laughs> I would hope you would know what your number one is. You just said, where's my... Keep that in. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> he has stumbled is through this top. The list. Witcher. He three. just said it two seconds ago, <laughs> literally. Which is Brian's number two. <laughs> oh man, you have fumbled and, through this. Top okay, five. my list um, starts at five, but it's got Roman numeral one. So I'm like, I got confused because I saw Roman numeral number five when it was. You don't know one. what number one you have, man. I knew, but there's so many words on the screen. <laughs> I got confused. The Witcher 3. <laughs> so the Witcher series is one of the more hardcore, in-depth Western RPGs, I would say, out of a lot of them. You've got your Fables and your Skyrims and your Dragon Ages, but this is by far the one that really makes your choices matter. It's more of a European RPG. True. But we kind of just... We lump two we categories. We lump that all yeah. in into one category. Yep. Um, 
This is the game that Peter Molyneux wishes he had made with Fable when he yeah. said that all your choices will matter and that you Definitely. plant a yeah. seed and a tree will grow from it, which never happened in Fable. Yep. <laughs> so I'm hoping Brian will step in here for a second. <laughs> oh, The Witcher 3. I mean, it's uh, one of my favorite franchise gaming... <laughs> Man, this game sounds awesome, uh, you guys. Witcher I can't 3. wait for it. Jeez. <laughs> Witcher... <laughs> Witcher 3 is one of my favorite gaming series franchises. Uh has absolutely ridiculous uh high fantasy. And it's not like your typical high fantasy where I was just going to say that. Yeah, it's I not like-, like elves and dwarves. It's literally an all it's a from a is it what kind of it's a I don't know. from a novella. <laughs> from a novella. Um it has more of a Brothers Grimm feel to it. Yes. It's not like the classic Tolkien Tolkien JRR style fantasy yeah instead of like ogres you have straga yeah you know yeah <laughs> you guys are struggling i don't know how <laughs> man what do you mean <laughs> we're not struggling oh yeah. i can't wait till you go back and listen to this and you'll be like oh man i was struggling what's my number one <laughs> no. anyway the witcher 3 honestly though the witcher 3 is probably it actually was my number one most anticipated game and then i, I saw a video which we'll talk about in a minute True enough. All right. Mark's number one. Brian's number two. You're supposed to carry that because you're the like Witcher 3. in love with this series. Wait, Bro- wait. Whoa. I'm supposed to carry that, but that was your number one and most anticipated Very true. 100% true. I feel such an excitement for it, but I don't have the in-depth knowledge that you do as someone who's playing You it. couldn't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't remember what I played yesterday. <laughs> Probably because you didn't play anything. What? <laughs> I did too. What'd you play? I already told you. <laughs> Hold on, let me scroll up. See, you did not play anything what yesterday. What did I do? <laughs> My brain just can't think. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Can't, All right. Don't, don't put me on the spot. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Number ones. Oh, my gosh. I can't even breathe. <laughs> My number one and Brian's number one are the same, and they also match Mark's number two. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Woo! Oh man, that Woo! that jumped my list. Uh, there was a video that just was released, the one with the uh, English voice actors. Yes, and you see Titan. Yeah. You see a behemoth walking in the woods, and I got goosebumps. Just like, oh my! Like that's kind of how you always pictured Final Fantasy games. Like, yep. what would it be like to walk around in the woods and see a behemoth walk by you? That's exactly what it showed. Just this giant creature, and it looked exactly like you would imagine a Final Fantasy Behemoth looks, but it's just, it was so glorious. That video was so glorious. It jumped my list all the way. It made me number one most anticipated. Titan in the uh, in the video was massive, oh my and the God. fact that they said that's exactly how he's going to look when you summon him, which is awesome that they're bringing real summons back. I love that. Yep. Because I motorcycle summons were not really my thing. They were cool, <laughs> but they weren't like Come on. as epic as some of the summons in the past have been. Motorcycle summons. I didn't mind. Well, there's only one motorcycle. <sighs> mm. I'm really excited to have some fresh blood handling the, the main Final Fantasy series. Yeah. Um, I didn't write down his name, but... He's, he's uh, a Japanese man. He's done some of the side stories, some of the side games in the Which, past. Which position? Who are you talking about? The game director. There's actually two listed. Tabata, one isn't of them, it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. He's the one that's currently game I director. I believe so. After... Yeah. What's his name? Step down. I don't even remember. But... Um, uh, Fresh blood is always good, especially when some people feel like the last main game in the series was kind of... 
Honestly, as much crap as I give 13, though, one of the things that I have to give credit to the series as a whole is that no matter who you are, chances are you're going to find a game in that series that you like. And, I mean, 13 just goes to show you because there's a lot of people who do, who do like it who aren't big fans of the older ones. Right. But it's still a part of the series, much as I hate to admit it. It is. Yeah. And so there, there's definitely going to be something in there for everybody. And I think this game looks to to expand on that. You're going to see a lot of people who are big into open worlds and uh, obviously powerhouses because, man, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it does. Wow. Yeah. Have you guys um, read about the uh, the setting at all? I, I went to Wikipedia after watching uh, the trailer. Niflheim and, uh, was mentioned. It. Well, what I read was that there's sort of a technological disparity in the world. Like the main nation is in a modern type of setting. Well, like 15 minutes in the future kind of world where it's very much resembling our current technological right. period, but a little bit more advanced. But the rest is sort of in like a dark ages because of constant war. So there's this technological disparity, which could be really interesting if they play with it right. And from what I understand, the the main city that you're from gets attacked and you're outside of it at that point. And instead of going back, you decide to just stay on the road with I, your car. I like that scene where they're like, we should just stay on the road. Like We have no choice. Uh, first female Sid, Sydney. Cindy. Sydney. Or Sid, is it Sydney? Yeah, she's the first female Sid. It's Cindy. Like, like, it's Sid. like Sydney, it's Australia. Sid. It says in the subtitle, Sydney. Cindy. Yeah, it, I, because the, the, the game has been Sid. It's always been it's, Sid. In the subtitles, it's S. It's C I N D Y. Cindy. I don't think that's right. We watched it last night. People are thinking it's Sid because she kind of looks like how Sid dresses, but her name's Cindy, according to the subtitles, at least. I mean, <laughs> features the first female Sid. I mean, that's literally the article. Well, yeah, by a guy who probably misheard. Okay, it. technically, she is a Sydney. C I D N E Y. Sydney. Yeah. Okay. Like the. Yeah, Sydney. Sydney, Australia. Yeah, Cindy would make no sense. So what it said in the subtitles. It did not say that in the subtitles. It sure did. Well, then it's a typo, because it's but, like I said, I'm Sydney. Not, I'm not discounting... If Brian is right, we will re-record this entire episode. No, I mean, I could. <laughs> it could be Sydney, but in the subtitles we were watching, it said Cindy. Who subtitled it? Uh, it was a, in a foreign language. So, But it could be yeah, this a miss... Uh, it's 100% be, Sydney. Sydney? I, yeah. It said Cindy when we watched it, but either way, it's... Not technically Sid, but it's close enough. Yeah, there are some people who are saying, uh, yeah, it looks like the French trailer had it as uh, Cindy. Yeah, Cindy. that's the one we watched. Yep. Yep, but but everybody else is saying it's Sydney, right. which would make way more sense. But it's not even spelled Sid. like, well, Sid, C-I-D, C-I-D Sydney's S-I-D-N-E-Y. Not in this, because the character's name that appears in every Final Fantasy game is Sid. I'm just saying, Sydney's spelled with an S. It's also spelled with a Y yeah. instead of an I. Right, but not in this. Sid. Sydney, like Sydney, Australia. C I D N E Y. In this, I'm I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say we have no idea at this point. It's all speculation. I'm reading the freaking official articles here on Kotaku. That's written by a guy who watched the video. Yeah. So that's not and it was also at the the uh, the actual festival where they released it. What are you showing me? Right. I, Hold on, Mark's showing me sleeping dogs. <laughs> that was not like that. That, that was a hand gesture. Dogs? That was a hand gesture of frustration. Not, oh, I not thought he was observed. trying to. Brian, look. I'm like, what no, is I was like, sleeping dogs. I was like, oh, come on, because I went to the official Final Fantasy 15 website, but there's no like links to anything. So it is spelled with a C. I mean, that's cool. I mean, it makes yeah, sense. C I instead well, of S Y. Call her Sid for short. Cindy and Correct. Sydney are both spelled with a C. So, Correct, so. but no, but the, he's saying Sydney is typically spelled with an S, which it is. S Y. 
and this is CI because that in every other Final Fantasy game. I don't know why this is so hard. Every Final Fantasy game, there's a Sid. I'm with you. I'm not. I don't see why this is this. so hard. What was Sid in Final Fantasy 13? Yeah. 12. Yeah. See, look, look at this website. Where? Yeah, Sid in 13 was a uh, was uh, it's usually a like a sort of bad guy. Oh, gotcha. You can usually go to like a website and He's find a, a list of characters. Yeah. Interesting. So one nothing, I win. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We don't. This so new. We don't know yet. We we hundred percent know. We don't that it's the Final Fantasy series, and that's what they do. Okay. Well, we'll see. Oh my god, this guy doesn't get it. Well, I have the game in my hands. Anyways, the game looks spectacular. It does. It looks We're absolutely way amazing. Off topic, but yes, it does. We can't prove him wrong because he doesn't want to look at guides, so he's just gonna have to wait and play it for true himself. Enough. That's true, true enough. Mark, do you have anything to say? It was your number two. Well, I mean, I did say I really like the the idea behind the setting. I'm glad that they are bringing fresh blood into it. The yeah. the bromance aspect could be really cool or really dumb, depending on how they handle it. But I mean, what I've seen so far just looks incredible. I I hope that they. I would like to see them bring the job system back eventually. They won't in this, but did you guys kind of notice that each one of the guys in the game kind of resembled a protagonist from old Final Fantasy games? Like, get the blonde haired one look like Cloud. The dark-haired, tall one looked like Squall a little bit. I thought that was kind of a cool parallel. I don't know. I never really noticed. I didn't oh. notice anything. I did. I, I just thought that maybe was... Attention. I thought it was designed that the way. The blonde-haired but... guy looks more like Zell from Ape. Think? Yeah. I thought he had more like the cloud, spiky hair. Well, Zell had spiky hair, too. But Zell also had that one whoosh shooting up in the front, and that's what that guy has. I like this cool, man. It'd be a cool parallel, though, if that was like the case. Because of their hair? I don't know, man. You'll concede that they're the same because of their hairstyle, but you won't concede that freaking Sydney's name said, is going to be Sid. All I, all <laughs> this I is know, Lord, even though that's proven. All I know is that in the subtitles we watch, it said Cindy. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, it's a typo. Okay, whatever. Why, why were you watching the French version of the trailer? Why not? Why not? Wasn't there an you English version of the trailer? It. Yeah, well, it is English. It was just subtitled in French. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, so that is our top five games that we are looking for in 2015. <laughs> Brian's wrong. We went pretty off I mean, the rails on this top five. No joke. Thanks yeah. a lot, Mark. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think that about wraps it up, though, for episode number 53. Does anybody have anything else? It was Sydney, not Cindy. I guess we'll find out. Correct. That was. Would you stop saying that? It's Sydney. It's full has, on Sydney. Has Square Enix come out and said that's her name? Then it's speculation. I I then it's speculation. You might be right. You're probably 90% going to have that right. But until it's literally in the game, no one knows. They could change the name. You realize you're stretching. Like, no. Time. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm not. You're stretching. <laughs> I know. I'm not. Yeah, it's okay. I, and I don't even have that How written am I stretching? on my notes. I just I can tell you're stretching. So you, wrote a, you, read, you read an article from a Kotaku guy who watched the same video I did. Who was there when they announced it. And they said, this is our first female Sydney. What is it? Ma- Sid. They said Sydney. They said, this is our first female Sid. Her name is Sydney. And that's 100% confirmed. That's They announced it at the thingy. Okay. Well, jump jump Festa or I whatever just, it was called. I, what does that even mean? I don't know. That's You know Japanese and their names for stuff. Come to Jump Festa. Jump Festa. It's where you go and jump and celebrate, I guess. <laughs> first female Sid. I, I see it. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Just want to let all the ladies out there know that it's not that 
they're making a female Sid. It's that you're just saying that the French subtitles no no are probably I'm more saying accurate that spelling, than a hundred websites. I'm saying spelling Sydney with a C is stupid. Well, but it would make sense following the series. I, but I think it's retarded. Just but it would make sense. Why can't, why can't we just call her Sid? They probably do for short. But why does it have to? Why just make it Sid? Don't make it confusing. Is this the first time they've ever had a weird name in a Final Fantasy game? He's just stretching really hard, so he won't be yeah. wrong. I'm not. I, That's all. No, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not wrong. I'm just saying it's stupid. If it is Sydney spelled with a C, then it's stupid. I don't think it's stupid. Is it, would, it, would it be the first stupid thing that's happened in a Final Fantasy game? Yeah, no, no joke. Not by a long shot. I mean, look at Final Fantasy 13. The whole game. <laughs> I, there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. I can't speak, Everybody hates I can't me speak now. on that. Oh, man. Final Fantasy 13 is kind of meh to me. What? Yeah, I thought I you like, liked it. I do. So why is it meh? Modern games always trump... Old, like I said, I have categories 2D games, so it's still better than all the older Final Fantasies, but... As far as like modern RPGs, it's not like by any means like a triumph. You think it's a better game than Final Fantasy VII? Yes. Looks aside. Yes. Oh, looks really? aside. Yeah. Well, no, but that's like taken out a. Huge... Well, a better looking game doesn't mean a better game. Well, in my opinion, it does. That is ridiculous. Uh, wow. I like good graphics. Yeah, absolutely. But they don't right. make, make the or game. break. They immerse me more. First of all, it. <laughs> So you are more immersed into a It's an I, not an E. You're immersed more... is not a word. <laughs> immersed. They immerse me more. I feel so immersed in this. I was like immersion. Never mind. That's also with an I. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, um, let's wrap it up. Hold on. I, gotta say this. I just got to say. Oh, my gosh. So you like it because it's a better presentation of a worse story. Yeah. That's why you like it more than seven. Sure. I mean, it's more immersive to me. <laughs> Look at his face. All right. Well, I can do the same thing. What's your favorite game? Take Final Fantasy VII story out of it. Wait, what? but the story is the meat of the you game. Can't, you can't take something out. The games are the games, right? They are what they are, and all things being equal, meaning graphics are included. I like thirteen better. I don't know how that's difficult. No, that that makes sense. Right. Yes. If no, you that take, that does. If you say making all things equal, you. If you take okay, if you but make, you just said two seconds ago that better graphics equals better game. Well, to me, sure, right. So that's not all things being equal. Then. <laughs> no, meaning you have to add the graph. So if you take Final Fantasy XIII's graphics to Final Fantasy VII's graphics level, yeah, VII's better, right? But right. They're not the same. On they're not on the same level graphically. So right. therefore, XIII's better. So stories alone, you think thirteen has a better story? No, seven has a better story. Graphics are just more important. Graphics are just more important to me. I see. Yeah. But no, seven story by far is better than than thirteen. So don't get me wrong. I'm with you. I'm with you. Graphics are more important. That's a, not not more that's important. A dirty sentence. Not more important, but they're a huge part of especially gaming today. So this is all that's because this think. is all because he couldn't admit that it was Sydney. It's I'm wrong. It was <laughs> right? Sydney. It makes way more sense to be Sydney. I just don't like how they spelled it. In, your, def- in your defense, that trailer did show it as Cindy. I, it just it did. Yeah, just call her Sid though. We don't need to have a girl name for it. Just Sid. Hey Sid. I'm sure they will. Okay. Sid Meier's civilization. She is dressed just like Sid does. It's like why we call Mark Mark instead of Marcus. That's true. Sid Sydney. I know. I just like, I like how she. I like how she's so hard. I like how she's dressed like Sid though. That's pretty cool. Like she's kind of like the because she's she's dressed like a mechanic with a really low cut top. Oh yeah, (laughs) Sid got hot. Oh my gosh! Who I think Ryan actually posted on our Facebook page uh, because I had said on there like, oh man, they said this about Titan. It's going to be great. 
And then he pointed out, like, oh, look, Sid also brought the Titans. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, it is a Japanese <laughs> RPG, after all. So that, that's why Brian likes graphics so much. Not because not <laughs> of, of memories, more because of, like, just the overall package. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up now anyways. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us go off topic several times yeah. throughout this episode. We apologize for that. Uh, but, hey, we're just here to have a good time, which we did. And thanks for listening to Mark's top five, top four, and top three. <laughs> I only messed up twice. And, and listening to him, to him trying to remember what his top one was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my number one is, oh, God, I lost my place. Yeah. Oh, man. Really? <laughs> hey, at least I whispered it nicely into the microphone for everyone to hear. Oh, I'm going to turn that up. Don't you worry. <laughs> Absolutely. the loudest thing. With that, this is the Frozen North signing off for episode number 53. We appreciate you listening once again. My name is JJ. My name is Mark. And my name is... Brian. Thanks again, and as always, keep on gaming. Damn it, Brown! song was made available through the Creative Commons Attribution License by Ziphoid. The song title is Radical Fanfare. <laughs>